The Mind Your Home podcast is now available on video. To watch the video associated with this episode and see any visuals that may be mentioned in the episode, follow the link in the description to the YouTube channel. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. Why is minimalism so popular right now? This question gets asked a whole lot since minimalism hit the mainstream and became oh so popular. It's in the water. It's also in our homes, our products, our technology, and even our clothing. Simpler please is the battle cry of the generation. Sure, there will always be people who are just keeping up with the trends, but the trends themselves are here for a reason. Now, humans are incredibly adaptable, right? Look at all of the changes that are occurred decade after decade over hundreds and thousands of years. We adapt quickly and often. The primary factors that make minimalism so popular right now have less to do with aesthetics and more to do with adaptation. Now, if you want to know more about where minimalism came from and the history and what it is, I have another video. I'll link it right here. Now, of course, one reason that minimalism has become so popular is that a lot of people have found out the hard way that you can't really buy happiness. You may have heard of the 2010 Princeton study that showed that people tend to feel happier the more money they make up until a certain point. There's a threshold. And they estimated that threshold to be about $75,000 per person per year. Now, more recently, psychologists from Purdue University and the University of Virginia analyzed data from 1.7 million people across 164 countries and calibrated that the ideal income for individuals now is roughly $95,000 per year for life satisfaction and $60,000 to $75,000 per year for emotional well-being. And of course, that's more for families with kids. And this increase makes sense because of inflation over the period of about a decade. They also found, though, that once that threshold was reached, more money was actually associated with reduced happiness. Now, I know that this is talking about money, but there's a similar threshold to happiness that we get from things. Excitement and enjoyment from things is fickle and fleeting. When the floodgates of belongings open, each belonging has less of a potential to make you happy. Have you ever seen a four-year-old open Christmas presents? Now, not only does stuff not make you indefinitely happier, but studies show that too much stuff actually makes you stressed and unhappy. So that brings me to the second reason that minimalism is so popular right now, and that's the agony of too much. Now, there are tons of articles and research studies out there that directly link cluttered environments to stress, health, and wellness issues. Like the UCLA study that studied 32 middle-class families here in America and found that all of the mother's stress hormones spiked during times of dealing with their belongings. And then in 2016, Cornell University found that subjects in cluttered and chaotic environments ate more junk food than those in the standard environment of the study. Depression, anxiety, stress, decreased focus, it all makes sense when your space becomes a source of overwhelm. And essentially, as humans, too much is often too much. More than ever, we need to learn to select and reject in order to protect our brain capacity and our homes. We have a need for rejecting. 
We live in a time of pure magic, don't we? The evolution of the internet and technology is something that we oftentimes take for granted, but it's nothing short of scientific magic. It has literally transformed the world that we live in as much as if we were all transported to a fictitious fantasy land. Times have changed, right? Maybe at one point in time, our options were limited. If your dad was a farmer, you learned to farm. Your inherited life situation dictated most of your life decisions. Not only has society evolved to allow for nearly boundless opportunities, but the internet has put at our fingertips knowledge and access to everything. It has changed the way that our environments look and feel, how we communicate with one another, and of course, how we consume. But this vast potential opens up Pandora's box with too much information, too many options, and a plethora of convenient and cheap purchasing options. People are overloaded and have very little time and patience for dealing with mounds of clutter. These advancements have brought with them the need for simplicity. In order to simplify, we have to reject. And we, of course, reject all the time. You can't choose one thing without rejecting something else. If you go to college and you choose a degree, you're thereby rejecting all other degree options. I mean, of course, you can get a few degree options if you want, but you're still rejecting many others. And this is a good thing because you can't prioritize and achieve great things in one area without not prioritizing other things. Every person who has ever succeeded at achieving great things has let go of achieving in other areas. In one way, minimalism uses this process of selecting and rejecting as an adaptation to a society of too much. Now, of course, you can't talk about minimalism without talking about the economy. So let's be real. Things just are not as affordable as they used to be due to a variety of factors like recessions and inflation. The American dream of owning a home with four bedrooms and two baths is not a possibility for many people without going into great debt. And a lot depends, of course, on where you live. So then you have to choose between environment versus castle. And there are a lot of experiential opportunities that come with choosing the environment over the castle. So again, you're forced with the choice of what to reject. But remember, people are amazingly adaptable. The same way that we adapted to the expectation of the mini mansion, we can and have adapted to the idea of a more mobile, less rooted lifestyle tiny houses, and just a general trend towards style and function over size and quantity. So all of this is actually coming at a great time because at the same time, we're having all of these environmental issues, right? The Earth's population is higher than it has ever been. The World Population Meter showed that while there were roughly 3 billion people alive on Earth in 1960, there are 6.7 billion today and growing. That's twice as much waste and damage done to the environment. And it's just math. It isn't that the new generation is a bunch of tree-hugging hippies, right? It's that there is a legitimate change in the population versus environmental landscape. Many scientists believe that the Earth's resources will cap out at an upward limitation of 10 billion. In fact, a Harvard University sociobiologist, Edward Wilson, wrote a book about it. It's called The Future of Life, where he explains why 10 billion is the upward limit. So this is just another factor making minimalism so popular and necessary right now, even more so than in previous generations. Depending on where you live, of course, you might be feeling the burn a little more than other people. People who live in rural, more spread out areas don't tend to see the damage as much as more highly dense populated regions. So if we consume as much today as our grandparents and great-grandparents and the people before them, we're doing twice as much damage because there are so many more of us now. 
So shrink that down, right? If you have a giant hamster cage with 10 hamsters, you aren't going to have space for each hamster to have its own play structure, especially if that play structure is operating on pollutant gases. The hamster would die. All of the hamsters would die. At very least, you would have to clean the cage more often. So what does this mean? It means that it's never a bad thing to consume less. In fact, when our population is as high as it is, it's a wise and responsible thing to consume less. I don't believe that you have to have a lifestyle of lack and unhappiness in order to minimize and experience the benefits of living a more minimal life. From micro to macro considerations, it's just a smart and healthy way to live. But if you're wondering why this fad is taking over your YouTube feed, well, hopefully now you have a few ideas. Hey, are you ready to dive even deeper into holistic, clutter-free spaces? Then you need to check out my free masterclass where I share my holistic, clutter-free formula. The link is in the description.